Hello, everybody. Welcome to Shane's Brilliant Podcast, the number one podcast in Ireland, Spain, the UK, Botswana and Afghanistan. I don't know why we're big in Afghanistan or I didn't know why. I checked the stats recently and huge growth in Afghanistan. And I was like, what the f- fuck is going on here? So I, um, I, I checked the news and it turns out the Taliban are taking back over. And apparently... The Taliban, big fans of podcast, <laughs> you know, and I, I was always against the Taliban on moral grounds. You know, I'm uh, sure I heard they're bad folks. They they're very you know primitive in their views. They harbored the uh, people who conspired to a- attack the Twin Towers and so on in America. So I was always against them, and I still am. So if you're listening to this Taliban in Afghanistan, please stop. You're Taliban from listening to Shane's Brilliant Podcast. Um, but to the rest of you, how are you all getting on? It is great to be here in this, the first week of July, uh, like the Monday song. Do you think when he was writing that song, okay, he was like, Oh, my, 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 oh, my, my, oh, my, 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 my. October. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> Oh, my, 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 oh, my, my, oh, my, 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 March. No, doesn't work. And then he finally got to July and he was like, yes, I've got a terrible, terrible hit on my hands. A lot of you didn't grow up, or maybe a lot of you did, at the height of July. Every month of July was was hell. When you When I was like 19 or 20, 21 even, it went on for years. Every fucking... Month of July, you'd go to the pub, and every night, every fucking night, they'd be playing July by Monday, and I hated them. I, you know, when you, you see like there's a cliche thing in TV shows where a fella <laughs> will have like um, a person he's been stalking. They walk into his room, and then suddenly they see pictures of let's say a girl all over his wall, and they're like, "Oh my god, he's a crazy stalker." Oh, well, I had that with Monday because of that fucking song. July, and um, every year in July, I get. I do you know the way people get um, seasonal depression? They get sad syndrome, SAD. I get that, but in reverse, I get it. I get depressed in the summer solely because it, I'm reminded of the song July by Monday. And um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. How are you all doing, my friends? I'm coming to you live here from uh, Party Bello in um Dublin city centre and I was just before the I went live telling the Patreons that I'm a bit sick this week from coming down on my meds and um my effects are I'm down another bit and I'm fucking nauseous man. I'm trying to get fit as well on top of it because I'm the most unfit fucker in the entire world. So do you know what I've been looking into and I'm so ashamed of myself. So ashamed. I've been looking into couch to fucking 5k. Now, I don't know anything about it. All I ever knew about it is that anyone that says they're doing couch to 5k, I've always thought very little of those people (laughs) for no, for no reason. You know, like when they say when a kid is bullied in school and they're like, oh, you know, you were being bullied. But the the reason you're being bullied is because the bullies themselves are in pain you know it's the bullies that's in pain and they're taking it out on you 
that's what probably I was towards people who did couch to 5k. I was always like couch to 5k. <laughs> Staying around, you know, <laughs> put on my most trilly accent I got. Stand of it, boy. That's my man, huh? Couch of 5k, is that? <laughs> and now I'm, I'm thinking about it. No, I haven't. I start, I'm in the thinking about it stages, which usually with me takes six to nine months. So, um, <laughs> I've been asking people, I'm like, is it hard? And they were like, yeah, it's very hard. I'm like, fuck that. You know, but what I wanted, the reason I brought it up is because now that we're being opened and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here uh, but now that we're opened a bit um, I'm meeting, seeing more people around getting a few more hey hey Shane's you know hobnob and stuff around the place you know much appreciated but what I want to point out that now is that if you see me running in tracksuit pants and a hoodie <laughs> or whatever and I look like I'm running not running running from like a murderer if you see me running and I'm I'm in I'm screaming you know, come to my help, okay? Don't ignore me then. <laughs> but if you see me running just like I'm jogging, just just leave me, just ignore me because none of us want to see that amount of shame in a human being. You won't be able to look anyway. you look at me and you'll go, oh, Jesus Christ, that hurts. <laughs> be like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Look at him. Because you know that I'm completely anti-exercise on fucking moral grounds. Um, but like I said, if you see me running and there's a cunt behind me with a big axe, then you can kind of, you know, ask me, am I all right? <laughs> and I'm screaming and it's Monday because I slagged his song so much. Then step in. Um, but yeah, I'm doing the, I'm thinking of doing the couch to 5k. If any of you have ever fucking done it. But see, the thing is as well, I don't want to turn into a runner. I just want to run to get a bit fit, lose a bit of weight maybe get the endorphins but the side effect of all those things is you turn into a runner you know what i mean Fel- a fellow who runs <laughs> they're never out of the spandex they fucking love it that's their whole identity and i don't want that to happen to me you know yeah i get up at six o'clock uh, this morning for a run before work oh fuck off no one gives a fuck have you ever been in an office and a guy comes in telling you about that he was just at the gym. Not. It's the worst. I would prefer somebody to come into the room, into the office, and describe to me in detail the size, smell, and texture of their morning shit than tell me about them running, you know, on a fucking treadmill before work. That is not fucking impressive to anybody. Now, if you told me that you took big giant shit <laughs> before work, I'd be listening. I'd be pulling up a chair. I'd be sitting around and be tell me more. What did you eat? What caused it? You know, what did it feel like? Um, but did you see that runner in America, Shikari Richardson? She got kicked off the team because for the Olympics next month because she got caught with marijuana, marijuana in her uh, bloodstream. And... She's kicked off, and she's like their best runner, apparently. She's like a 100-meter runner. Fucking stupid. One, all right, there's two ways you can look at it. One, it's a stupid rule. Two, it's a rule. So she broke the rule, she's out. That's I can see that. But two, she's fucking smoking weed, man. If you smoke weed 
That doesn't help you run. <laughs> it does the exact opposite. I smoked weed for a long, long time when I was in my early 20s. Did I ever run? Not once. I barely even walked. I barely even stood up off my couch. I left, didn't leave my room for two years. Um, if she smokes weed and wins 100 metres, she should be given an extra medal or just a few fucking munchies or something. For how impressive that is, that she was able to run <laughs> stoned. That would be amazing. In fact, they should do a full, full, whole entire Olympics with everybody out of their minds on drugs. Wouldn't that be unreal? Like the javelin with people on speed. Imagine that. You know, (laughs) people on mushrooms doing the long jump. They don't even fucking know what they're doing. They have no perception of space. They're on strong Colombian mushrooms. They, They can't jump. They don't know what, they don't even know what long is. That would be great. Fellas on ecstasy doing the marathon. That would be impressive. That would be the Olympics that we'd like to watch. You know, not all these people who are actually great and, you know, good, upstanding citizens. We want people who are, you know, uh, under the influence of narcotics, like archery with fellas on ketamine. (laughs) I think it would be great. I think it would be a great idea um, if you get all the athletes out of their minds on drugs for the Olympics. And that's what I'm proposing. Like cocaine swimming. Now that would be great. <laughs> I don't know, because I don't know what effect people out of their minds on coke would have on um, swimming. It would probably be, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it would be fun to watch. Or the heroin high jump. That would be... <laughs> that would be That would be amazing. Heroin high jump. They all have to do... They all have to shoot up and then try and jump over a six-foot bar. Now, that would be fucking athletes. Um, all right, what am I talking about? What have you been doing? Do you know what I've been doing this week? Mostly just up here in Dublin in Partibello. I've been fucking trying to avoid canvassers. There is a by-election going on up here. I don't even... Uh, this is how stupid I am. I don't know what a by-election is. I mean, I know it's a you vote somebody, but I don't know what are they. What do they do? They're not going to be the president. So I don't care. <laughs> and the other thing is I'm not um, registered to vote in Dublin. So it doesn't matter a, a bollocks to me. And these people are knocking on the doors. I know what they're doing, their job and they're doing, that's what they're supposed to do. But for me personally, it's very annoying. <laughs> because I don't have any foot in the race. I don't have a shoe in the horse. So they knocking the door and I'm a sad fucker too because they start talking sometimes they just give you the thing and they move on and you go thanks and that's that but sometimes they'll give you a they'll start talking they'll give you a spiel like there was the labor lady she came over talking to me and I'm looking at her and she's talking to me about she's like we I'm a young you know person I'm from around this area and we we need a new voice in the Blah, blah, blah. And she's talking away to me, you know, and it's going on for maybe three minutes. And I'm looking at her going, yeah. And I'm thinking, what do I do? Do I go, sorry, it's sorry, I'm I'm actually not registered to vote. But we're fucking four minutes into her spiel. Imagine that. 
Imagine if, if, how insane that would be. That would be the work of a psychopath. If I went, sorry, sorry, I know you've been talking for four or five minutes there, but it doesn't matter. I can't vote. She'd look at me and go, what? You fucking, she, she wouldn't be able to say it because she's a politician. But I know that no matter how good of a person or a fucking politician she is, in her brain, she'd be going, you fucking cunt, making me talk. So you have to stand there for the whole thing and go, huh, uh-huh. And knowing in your mind that you can't, you don't give a fuck because it doesn't matter to you. All right. And they must see in your eyes or in my eyes that I don't care at all. Because you can't fake that. You know, it's like in a relationship, if you've ever been in a long term relationship. And sometimes it comes to a point where you're, you know, you can just see it in their eyes that it's over. <laughs> They'll deny it. Go, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's grand. But you can see the dead, they're, they're dead eyes like Jaws the Shark. And that's why I must be looking like on the fucking doorstep. Because I'm just glazed over. I'm not listening to them. I'm just going, uh-huh. They could be saying, yeah, we were thinking of, um, I stand for annexing... <laughs> Czechoslovakia and then invading Poland and hopefully getting some Liebenstrom, some living space in the east and I'm going yeah yeah oh yeah good yeah <laughs> they could be saying anything we believe that Ireland should rejoin the e- the UK oh yeah 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 that sounds good sounds good yeah yeah cool <laughs> you know what they remind me of a bit you know chuggers you know these fuckers you know what a chugger is they're the charity muggers that's a portmanteau, charity and muggers, chuggers. And I'm not talking, when I say portmanteau, I'm not talking about um, the queen from Star Wars' feet. You know what I mean? I'm talking about joining two words together. Um, and charity muggers, you've seen them in town centres on Saturdays. They're dressed in a high-vis jacket. They're holding a clipboard. They're bouncing around the place because they're so young and good looking and full of fucking beans. And metaphorical beans. And they accost you. Because you're walking through town. You're not paying attention to anything. You are having a miserable day. You're looking forward to your dinner. And you know what your dinner is? Masker or um, fucking macaroni cheese ready meal. That's your dinner. <laughs> That's how miserable your life is. And next thing one of these Adonises pop up out of nowhere in a hot, big fucking high-vis jacket. Hey, do you want to chat for a minute? Now, if you're in a moment of weakness and you see like a beautiful young man or a beautiful young woman, you might go, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. What? You might get dazed. And then they have you and you're fucked. You know, these charity muggers. No, I'm not anti-charity, of course. But why do they need to have psychopaths? Because that's what chuggers are. Psychopaths. You must be a psychopath to have that job, to be good at it. Any salesperson to be... A really good one. I'm talking the best. I'm talking the Maradona of salespeople. You need to be a psychopath. Uh, the top 10 businessmen, politicians and salespeople in the world are psychopaths. And that's just, look it up. It's a fact. Um, and chuggers are psychopaths. One time I got caught by one in Tralee when I was about 20. I was living with my old girlfriend, right? And my first like real girlfriend. And... I was, this is back in the days when I had, I didn't even know what medication was. I was very unmedicated. I was extremely, in, uh, I'd say if it was in the 1940s, I would have been placed in what they used to call a madhouse. 
a funny farm. That's how bad I was with anxiety. And I walked out of my house, all right, that I lived in this horrible flat down in Trinity Town Centre. I'm laughing at how horrible it was. Think of the most horrible flat that you've ever seen. Think about it. Go on. No, think about it for a second. I'll give you five seconds. Think about the most horrible flat you've ever seen in your life. It was worse than that. (laughs) All right. And I walked out one day out of there to go into the town center of Tralee. And I was accosted outside by one of these fucking chuggers. And he was an Australian one. Imagine that. He caught me and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, do you want to chat for a minute, mate? So he started talking about all the charity, whatever it was. He was talking for 10 minutes. Now, at the end of his 10 minute speed, you can't say no, no, no. Once you once he's got you locked in for those 10 minutes, you can't at the end go, no, actually, I I, I don't want to sign up. He's been talking for 10 minutes. If you said no, you break his heart. You know, that's what he, he look. I've seen that look. Where you go, no, and their hearts break. I mean, they're faking it because they're psychopaths. They can't feel real emotions, these juggers, but their hearts <laughs> break. So I said, yeah, I'll sign up, you know, and I was having a massive panic attack. This cunt was right outside my house. And he asked me my name, gave him a name, my address, gave him a fake phone number. And told him I couldn't remember my bank account number, which I couldn't, which was a, wasn't a lie. <laughs> and he said, oh, do you live around here? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I'll be here the next few days. So I was like, okay, grand, I'll give you my bank account number then tomorrow. Uh, I walked into town. And over the next four days, this motherfucker, this motherfucker was outside my house. Outside my flat, just hanging around. Because my flat was on the main street. So to get into my flat, I would have had to walk past him. He would have gone, hey, hey, mate. <laughs> I try ringing your number. It's some guy called Jim. Did you give me the wrong number? So I used to have to peek around the fucking corner. And see, was he there? And he was. And then I have to walk around town for about two hours by myself. Until he went away. That's how... These chuggers operate. (laughs) They prey on the feeble-minded like me. But that went on for ages. I remember nearly being in tears looking and saying, oh, he's there. I just want to go home and eat my fucking ready meal. This Australian man is outside my house talking to people and he's so handsome and I hate him. (laughs) And then it was like the next day, I peek around the corner, there he is. I'd have to walk away and just... Walk around Shirley, and you can walk around Shirley. It takes four minutes, and you've seen it, and that's depressing enough. Imagine having to walk around for two hours, and that went on for fucking days, man. I swear to God, having to wait till he was gone to go in home. No wonder my girlfriend left me. If that's what I was doing in my day to day life, like we were planning on, you know. <laughs> probably getting married or something, you know, you know, when you're that age, you're like 20, you think it's all, you're going to get married to the person. And meanwhile, she's ringing me going, are you ashamed to come home? And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> There's an Australian, a handsome Australian fella on the road. I can't talk to him. I have to wait till he goes away. 
You know, no wonder she she was she's probably like, thank fucking God I got out of that. <laughs> In fairness. I wonder does that Australian chugger guy ever think of me? Because <laughs> I lie awake at nights thinking about him. Just that whole situation. Um, I, I, Now I'm ruthless when I see a chugger. I'm like, no, no, thank you. I put the hand up and everything. No, thanks. I give him a little smile to let him know, you know, you, you're not going to get me. Nope. No siree, Bob. Um, although recently I did get kind of caught out by a salesperson. I bought a bottle of CBD oil. Every fucker has been going, Shane, man, you have to get on the CBD oil, man. Changed me fucking life, dude. Oh, did I? Yeah, man. Hey, Shane, get on the CBD oil, boy. Fucking, I can sleep. I'm not angry anymore. It's amazing. So I get goes down to St. Um, Stephen's Green Shopping Centre. I walks in, I sees the CBD oil thing. I starts talking to them. And she gave me the whole fucking... She read me the fucking letter of the law, man. I was dazzled. I bought the most expensive bottle there. 65 euro. 65 euro. Kira was looking at me like I had four, 14 heads. She was going, Shane, 65 euro for this. And I was going, trust me, Kira. I know what I'm doing. Just, just, just trust me. This is going to change our lives. I've been doing it every day for two weeks. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Nada. Might as well stick my fingers up my arse. Absolutely nothing going on. Doesn't do anything to me. Hasn't changed my life. Hasn't even made a modicum of difference in my day. What? (laughs) And all you fuckers have been lying. You've been lying to me. Oh, CBD oil. It's snake oil. I'm not sleeping better. I'm not... And it makes me angry. It's supposed to relax you. It ended, ended up making me fucking angry. That's what the what's CBD oil done to you, Shane. It made me very, very angry that I spent <laughs> 65 euro on it. Oh, c- CBD oil makes me relaxed. You know, I sleep better. I'm not, I don't snap at my girlfriend. Oh, CBD oil it makes me sleep. Yeah. Oh, CBD oil changed me life. What about you, Shane? It made me fucking angry. Maybe CBD oil works for you, but it has done nothing for me. It's a load of... Bo- to me, it, CBD oil stands for complete bollocks, Dave. Because you're saying it to a fellow called Dave. <laughs> if a fellow called Dave ever asks you what CBD oil like, you go, complete bollocks, Dave. Okay? It works for Darren or Dennis as well. Um, so that's all I've been doing with my my week. Avoiding those people also as well georgie the cat my famous cat she's gone through a bad phase a bold phase if you're a cat owner you'll know that cats can go through phases where they turn into absolute nightmares cunts she is waking up at three o'clock in the morning she wants to go out and put her out any other cat just happens to walk past she's attacking them all right she's attacking this cat called zaro she's attacking this cat called uh Ollie, she's attacking this cat called Beanie. She's attacking all the fucking cats. Except for this one cat called Michael, who is like this old Tom cat. He's like 10 years old, right? Big fucking ginger cunt. And she won't, she like bows down her head when he walks past. Like he's the alpha male or whatever. And Michael, God love him, he's old, you know. And he's taking, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to turn your stomachs, but he's taking... He shits 
you know, out in the street. And Jesus Christ, they're horrible. <laughs> they're the worst shits of it. They're, think about an old man's shits. That's what they are. They're just a mess. Um, and he's shitting up around my place. And I'm hoping George is not going to get the blame. For these shits, these gigantic fucking wet shits. Like, this is how sad it's getting. I'm thinking, and this is actually a thought that actually crossed my mind. I'm thinking of taking pictures on my phone of Georgie's shits, okay? And if somebody goes, hey, is your cat shitting outside there with those big messy shits? I go, no. Listen, look at these. These are nice little... (laughs) These are my cat. This is how my cat shits. She doesn't make those. That's Michael. Okay, I'll have the proof. But I like Michael. Michael's a good fella. Nice cat. Um, old, you know. Can't really blame him. Um, but she's the only he's the only cat that Georgie likes. Isn't that weird? Uh she won't attack. Because sometimes I leave her out and I go to bed and it's happened. This is what happened last week. I hear big cat. So I'm like, oh fuck. I hope she doesn't get hurt. I have to jump out of bed. I sleep completely nude. I'm a nude sleeper. You know, I'm a nude. A nude. I like to be nude. Okay? In my sleep. I can't sleep with an underpants on or socks on. I have to have complete freedom of genitals in the night. So I hear that. And then I have to run up. You know? So I get up and I'm like running outside. And meanwhile, it's dark. It's three in the morning. I'm half asleep. So I grab a jeans and I put the jeans on my legs. And I realize maybe two seconds after I put them on that they're Kira's jeans. Okay? Or tiny little black fucking jeans. That they don't fit me. When I came back from Asia, I used to wear her jeans because I thought I was cool. But that's after I had a debilitating fucking stomach disease. And I I lost like three stone in a week. But now I've put back on six stone in a week. And so I'm walking around in the dark, outside, going, Georgie! Georgie! You know, she's hiding under a car after attacking another cat. She's not coming to come out. I'm going, Georgie, where are you? Baby! Because I talk to my cat like a fucking dickhead. Baby! Baby, where are you, baby? If my friends could see how I talk to my cat, <laughs> they would not be able to look me in the eye anymore. If they could see how I talk to my cat in private, they would not be able to be my friends, I don't think. Oh, baby! Baby, where are you, baby? Baby! <laughs> so I'm walking around topless, okay? Kira's fucking jeans on. No, I haven't trimmed my pubic hair in a long time. When you're in a relationship for 12 fucking years, pubic hair is way, way down the fucking list of things that you maintain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pubic hair is just below... below toenails on the list of things you may take after 10 years once I hit 10 years the 10 year mark you go hey hey hey. (laughs) my pubic hair isn't going to be touched I'm just letting you know now all right and that's just the way it is it's life Uh, I mean think about it your parents do you think they fucking trim down there you know (laughs) ask them they'll tell you they don't anyway so I'm walking around at three o'clock in the morning going baby baby fucking topless (laughs) With my big belly, right? And tiny little jeans with my humongous pubic hair. Bunch of pubic hair. <laughs> fucking outgrowth. Just pound over the top of them because they can't, the, the button can't close. So it's just pubes coming out. No shoes on. 
going, Bebe, if anyone looks out their window, they're going to think that fucker f- from that house across the road, he's after fucking losing it, man. <laughs> Bebe, they don't know what I'm going after looking for a cat. Bebe, Bebe, they think I'm a fucking psychopath. So um, I hope nobody saw me. <laughs> but I have to have a word with uh, Georgie, you know. She's got an attitude problem. Um, I've seen her go up to people on the street and she lets them rub them for a second. She's, they're all like, oh, what a cute cat. She's lovely. She lets them rub her at top of her head for a second and then she goes to bite them. She's a fucking psychopath. She's a, she's a nutter. My cat's a nutter. She's not right. And now I know what it's like. Do you know when you see like a, some fuckers a nutter or a head case and their mother still loves them? <clears throat> you know, and you know, I used to be thinking, I know you're, <clears throat> excuse me, I know you're his mother, but he's a psycho. You have to realize that. But now I kind of under- understand with this cat, because if anybody says anything about her, I'll fucking headbutt him. Oh, I'm really feeling the nausea now. <laughs> Jesus. Do you know, they say, I remember I was saying the piss that they say that, um, these pills are harder to give up than heroin. And how they say everything is harder to give up than heroin. <laughs> you know, thanks, they're harder to give up than heroin. Sugar, that's harder to give up than heroin. Effects are mental health tablets. They're harder to give up than heroin. Usually, maybe they should stop using heroin as a barometer for things that are hard to give up. <laughs> if every other fucking thing is harder than it. But um, what I'm saying is these are these are tough, man. You know, yesterday I was a completely just out of it. Couldn't even fucking... I wanted to just lie in bed and die. Not literally die, but die for a couple of hours until it was all over, you know. Um, but... So I'm kind of struggling this week. Uh, hopefully... I I will tell you this, though, if you want an update on the old ADHD thing. I am finding myself to be slightly sharper in thought. Maybe... Like, I'm not looking for words as much no more. Usually I'd be like, Kira, can I have the the, the ketchup? And now I'm able to say ketchup right away. Just come straight out of my mouth. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so I have noticed that a bit. But I'll just have to see how if it's worth that for, you know what I mean? Like, if I start getting depressed or something again, is it worth being a bit slow? to remedy it you know what i mean but i might be a bit unfocused <laughs> i ha- oh man let me tell you i had a fucking viral tweet this week yeah boy <laughs> Fourteen thousand likes or something or thirteen thousand, right and it's the worst fucking tweet of all time it makes me sick that it got that it went that you know popular i uh, it makes me fucking f- feel bad about the state of humanity because it was a terrible joke. I'll tell you the joke. My pharmacist went red with embarrassment when she realized she'd ran out of vaccines. She was uh, Scarlet, no Jansen. All right? Fucking horrific. Horrific. 13,000 fucking likes. And then I'm writing stuff that I think is genuinely funny putting it up there. Four fucking likes. <laughs> Just goes to show that sometimes things that are popular are bad. You know, and I got a load of followers uh, followed me like a couple of hundred people and they're just going to be like, I wanted bad, stupid jokes. Now this guy's on about, you know, 
his pubes. <laughs> this isn't what we signed up for. Um, and that's all I did this week. Uh, I, I want to finish up uh, showing this week because I'm mentally unwell. With a gimmick to fill time. And here it is. I'm going to drink a can of a Dutch Gold live. Remember a couple of weeks ago I did a Dutch Gold. This is the worst fucking... This is the worst fucking... <laughs> this, is, this is worse than that tweet. All right? A couple of weeks ago I, did, I was talking about Dutch Gold. And I said I might tr- drink it um, on podcast. Well, this, this is what I'm doing. This is what I've reduced myself to. Oh, Shane, you were the one who thought comedy was an art form. You know, you used to sit there for hours crafting your stand-up, working it out on the crowds and the open mics. What are you doing now? I'm drinking I'm drinking a can of Dutch gold <laughs> and talking about it. I'm drinking a can of Dutch gold. That's what my life... I'm, I'm nearly fucking 40 and this is what I'm doing with my, my time. All right. I have a big bag here of fucking... Now, you could only buy a four pack and it was a five euro, which is good value. And I will say this, I was in Portobello and I had to walk around the place to find it. I couldn't find any Dutch gold because these Portobello posh bastards that live up here, they don't drink Dutch gold, apparently. I should have known with all the French bulldogs and the fucking schnauzer pups and whatever they're called. These guns aren't Dutch gold. This ain't, this ain't Dutch gold country. <laughs> All right. Fuck's sake. Okay, here we go. A can of Dutch gold. And to make it, I, they were in the fridge, but I left, I got them about four or five hours ago. I left them out of the fridge just for the authenticity. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, we'll take a sip of it now. I'll open it first. Let me look at the can. Premium imported, my bollocks. My bollocks. It's made in Ireland, you fucks, isn't it? How can it be imported? It's made and sold only in one country. Legends. All right, I have more respect for them now. Okay, here we go. Oh, all right. Cans open. Nice little bit of fizz. Going to take a sip uh, and I'll give you my thoughts. Better or worse than I remember, right? It's been 20 years almost since I've had a can of this. Okay, here we go. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. It's actually not bad. I mean, it's not nice. It's not nice. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be buying it again. But it's smooth, tasteless, but it's not as bad as I remember. Surely they've improved it. There's no way it tasted like this back 20 years ago. Can somebody, if you know anybody that knows anybody that works for Dutch Gold, can you find out if they've changed the formula or something? Because I'm not saying it's nice, lads. All right, don't quote me saying that Dutch Gold tastes actually nice. I mean, it's grand. It's grand. I've drank a lot worse. Um, so that's that. <laughs> now that's the that's the the great finale to this week's podcast. A man drinks a can of cheap beer 
and likes it. Can you fucking believe it? <laughs> Maybe it just goes to show that I'll drink any old shit. Um, all right. Okay, that's the end of the podcast. I'll do a longer one next week, all right? I promise, unless I'm fucking absolutely dead. But for now, I'm going to drink another, the rest of my can of Dutch gold <laughs> and, um, you know, go to bed. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, and I, I do an extra podcast every week. It's on Shane's Brilliant patreon.com forward slash Shane's Brilliant Podcast and email me, send me some emails, Shane's Brilliant email at gmail.com and follow me on Twitter at Shane's Brilliant, no, at Brilliant Shane, twitter.com forward slash at Brilliant Shane. And I'll talk to you next week, my friends. Stay strong, stay safe, uh, Forza Italia, um, and may God have mercy on us all. Cheers, nice one, thanks, and hobnob. <laughs>